It's time for Let's Get Real with your host from Bob Richards and Associates, Bob Richards. Bob, how you doing today? Michael, I'm great. We're, nice. glad, we're glad to have you back again. Thank you. Nice to be with you today. Oh, it's so good. And I see you've got your red tie on again today. I got the red tie on again. I like it red. You know, that's because, I don't know if you know, but uh, you got a fan letter from little Julie Switzenhausen oh. uh, somewhere out in Hurricane. She says, you know, ask Bob to wear that red tie again wow. because he's like dreamy. That is, that, that, that's quite a compliment. I can't make this stuff up, you no, know? No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> oh, you know, we had a great show last week and we were talking about interest rates. And today we have the show of all shows. The show of all shows. The one that's totally awesome. The ready to rock and totally roll. Awesome. Yes, sir. The, the, the one that holds everyone's interest. Everyone's interest. Property tax. Yes, sir. So we're going to talk about property taxes today. So... This is not my big forte, so but I know that there is a difference between calendar versus fiscal year calculation of property taxes. So take it away. All right. So we're not talking about anything income tax. This is strictly about property tax. So this would be with regards to your real estate holdings that you have, whether it be residence, land, commercial building, uh, duplex, fourplex, anything that would be considered taxable by an entity such as here in our area, Washington County. Uh, we have certain rates that are uh, given to us depending upon where we live, but the, the difference in the, the taxable rate is minuscule. So if I live in Hurricane or I live in Ivan's, it's pretty much the same. It's, in, it's within a couple of hot dogs and a Coke over at Costco. So it's uh, it's about the same. I know, I know, which we'll, we, we're we still having right lunch there, right yeah. now, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, and so the, the uh, fiscal year and the calendar year here in Utah, we are under a fiscal year of, of um, January until the end of December, but we have taxes due on November 30th, and that is for this current year. So you can kind of, it's a little bit of a, of a montage between, well, I, I say a, a mixture uh, between a fiscal year and a calendar year, because <clears throat> it does run from January to 1st till the end of the year, but due on November 30th. So, and that's again for that calendar year that we're in, not where we're going to in the new year or the year behind us. It's in the year that we're actually in right now. Hmm. So how does Utah compare to other states as it pertains to property taxes, because there's a lot of people like me who have relocated here from, quote unquote, other states. Other states. And dot, and dot, dot. Uh, what's the difference between other states and Utah as it turns to property taxes? We're, we're very affordable. Uh, we, we quote prices uh, of taxes on certain homes to people, and many of them do like a double take. They can't, they can't believe that. And they're like, is that per quarter? No, that's that's for the whole year. And, and they, they want to look at it. They're like, really? That's a whole year? I said, yeah, that's a, for a whole year here in Utah. Wow. And, and so they're, they're shocked because of what they're paying at these other outside dot, dot, dot states and finding that, hey, this is very affordable for us. It's great for our budget. It's great for our lifestyle, great for our future. Let's go to Utah. And, and so we're, we're happy to be able to provide that to them. And thank goodness our legislatures up in uh, Salt Lake have been very sensitive to property tax rates. You and I certainly want to pay our fair share. We don't want to pay more than we have to, but we want to make sure that what we're paying for, we're getting services and benefits from as well. Yeah. So, Bob, I want you to double take me right now. Give me an example of these low, low property rates, uh, property tax rates here in 
Utah. So I calculated a few with people that I've worked with over the last year from California. Oh, yeah, we're not supposed to mention that. And Oregon and Washington. Uh, and other states. Other states. Yeah, other states. And I would show them the property <laughs> and, and I'd tell them the, the tax rate and, and actually how much the taxes are for that particular property. They would then calculate it and, and show me what it would be in one of those other states. And it is four to five, almost six times more than what they were paying here or would be paying here in Utah. So not just a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, it's like tens of thousands of dollars difference in comparison to uh, what they're moving from to Utah. So it's far more affordable in Utah, four times or more? Or more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So a a 3,000 could end up being 12,000. Very quickly. Oh my gosh! If if they if they stayed there, stayed there, yeah. so they could reduce it from twelve thousand to three thousand. Yeah. yeah, that's a good savings. That is a good savings. So, so Bob, let me ask you this: Is there a difference in property tax rates if I have like my primary residence versus a secondary residence, or an investment property, or a rental property? or vacation property, are those all taxed a little bit differently? They actually are, Michael. This is something that's very interesting in the state of Utah and certainly for Washington County. <clears throat> you have a primary tax rate in which you are, if you are living in that, uh, in that residence full-time, that you are given the primary tax exemption. When you go to close on a property, the county shows you as owning it as a second home and are going to tax you one and a half times higher than the normal primary tax rate. It's up to you to prove your innocence that it's actually your primary residence. So you avoid that one and a half times the rate. So that $3,000 rate uh, or price of taxes now isn't 5,000 and some change uh, because the county says you don't live there full time. You got to prove to them that you do. And there's, there's forms and ways of doing that, filling out things online in which to prove to them that that's your primary residence. The second one is the, the rental property. Now this is somebody that is leasing a home or a property for six months or longer. The property owner slash landlord would normally be charged one and a half times the tax rate because they're not living in there. Well, the county has decided to make sure that those rental properties who are occupied by tenants who are using um, gas money, food money, restaurant money, uh, movie money, whatever it might be, while living here and they're giving the landlord the primary tax rate even though it's a rental property. Now, next one vacation rentals. Totally different story. Those people are only here for a few days. So they're not really actively participating into our bottom line. Yeah, they might get a tank of gas. They may go to Black Pear. They may, you know, go see a show, but not as significant as somebody that's going to be here for a longer term. So the investor slash vacation rental owner, they're now charged one and a half times the normal tax rate as their property tax. And then lastly uh, is the um, second home uh, owner. This is somebody from outside the area, uh, typically that's 50 miles or longer away from the Southern Utah, Washington County area. They just use their residence here as a second getaway. Uh, we call them the snowbirds, uh, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be always in the wintertime. So those that come down for a long weekend or a holiday or maybe a couple of months out of the, the winter here, they're going to be charged, absolutely going to be charged one and a half times the normal tax rate. They're filing their taxes in some other county or some other state. And as a result of that, that gives Washington County the knowledge that they are using it, not primarily, but as a secondary res, uh, secondary residence. And so they're charged more money. So 
I want to ask you a question. I need some clarification mm-hmm. here. So let's say, okay, so I I own a home and I'm paying my regular property taxes, but I also own a rental. And I've got somebody who's signed a year lease mm-hmm. on the rental thing. I'm not going to be charged one and a half times the normal property tax rate. I'm going to be charged at the same rate as if I was living there because it's a rental and it's more than six months. Is that correct? That's 100% correct. Yes. Okay. That's, you know, in the other state, uh-huh. <laughs> they, they, that, that, that was different. I, I bet it was. Yeah, yeah, that was way different. So that's a, that's a really good thing to know. Wow. So, um, but if I own like a, a vacation rental, if I'm doing a, a B&B, Airbnb mm-hmm. or VRBO, that's going to be one and a half times. It is. And yeah. if it's just straight investment property or second home for my, cause I'm a snowbird, one and a half times. Right. There's, there's no way you can dispute that on a second home. Uh, they, they, they've got you, so to speak. And so you're, you're going to be paying that one and a half times and, and they're very good at finding out if you're there full time or if you're there sometime, part time or otherwise and charge you accordingly. Okay. So when is my taxable value calculated? Yeah, right around the corner for us as we're finishing up 2022, we're in December. Um, The first week of January is when the Washington County Assessor assesses each and every property here within the Washington County area. Now, they don't go and see every house and every lot and every building uh, in a week's time, but they do reassess the valuation that it has been versus January of 2022. Uh, And then as we get into the summer months, then they send out their proposed tax rate and fee for that particular property that's due by the end of November. This is a preliminary number. This is something that they haven't necessarily approved yet with the county commission or city councils of the various cities. Uh, so it's it's kind of a, here's what we're thinking, uh, John Q. Public. W- w- what do you think? And you have the ability as a homeowner, uh, Michael, to actually have a voice in this. You're not having to uh, be hogtied and saying, well, I've got to pay that. I cannot dispute that. You can dispute it. What we do as realtors, uh, well, I, I think a few of us, there's probably five or six that do this. We provide people with comparable sales in the last few months of that calendar year, not necessarily January. Uh, the assessor assesses them at the first part of every calendar year. So let's look at now the summer months of, of uh, 2023. And the assessor says, Michael, we think your home is worth X amount of dollars. And we think that the property tax then should be this amount. You're saying, whoa, hey, that's not even close no, to what I thought. That's way over the top. Way over the top. Yeah. And, and again, we want to be fair. And thankfully, the county wants to be fair with us. And really? so they give us a voice to say, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, whoever the property owner is, you have the right to dispute your tax amount that we're thinking. And here's what we need. We need three comparables from January of that calendar year. So Rewind now from July, August of 2023 to January 2023, and they are saying, find us comps that dispute that value that we assessed it for back in the early part of that calendar year. Now, we as realtors, there's about five or six of us that do this out of 2,000 agents. Um, We provide those comparables to our clients. I do that exclusively, and I look for anything that's going to find a rate uh, or a sales price that's going to be in the favor of the homeowner. That way, they can actually take that information to what they call a board of equalization meeting and dispute that rate and that pricing with the board member. 
That board member then assesses whether or not any of those comparables actually apply. And if so, then he'll reduce the rate. They won't increase it. They won't say, oh, well, we really should be charging you this. Uh, they'll either say, no, you're, this is the value, or we will make an adjustment downward. So it's a no-lose situation. It's a no-lose. You, you, you can dispute it. Worthwhile. So on the comps, let's say that they, you go out and you find three <clears throat> comps. Do, does the assessor take into consideration like, okay, this one has 200 uh, more square feet. This one has a pool and this versus the subject property that does not. And this one has uh, some, um, some upgrades that, uh, that could be like maybe a kitchen remodel mm-hmm. or something like that. Do they take those factors into consideration almost like what an appraiser would do and then kind of uh, adjust the comparables accordingly? Not quite. Uh, none of the appraiser, excuse me, none of the assessors on the assessor team has ever been in my house. So they don't know what my kitchen looks like, if it's been remodeled or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so unless you invite somebody in or, or disclose it, uh, they're not going to know whether it's been remodeled or not. So the realtor that is doing that analysis for you needs to find an apples-to-apples comparison okay. with your property. We are allowed to actually go back a couple of months. So we can look oh. at, at December of 2022, even November 2022, uh, and January of 2023, to establish, okay, what are the three, maybe four best comps for you to take to that board of equalization uh, in that meeting in the summertime before they come out with the final tax amount? Uh, even just this last year, uh, Michael, just a couple, three months ago, we, we saved a total of $113,000 total for our clients that, uh, that asked us for those comparable properties to go in and have their properties reassessed. So that was, that was a good amount. Not our highest. We've actually been as high as $163,000, but uh, we, we definitely went out to save our clients money and they were able to get lower rates. Uh, Bob, I think that's incredible that, that number one, you offer that service. And number two, you've been so successful in saving over $160,000 in property taxes for your clients that you work with. I, I think that's amazing. Thank you. I, I think that's a great reason to call you. <laughs> I would hope so. Uh, the, the assessor knows me and those that are on their team uh, know me very, very well. And they, oh, not another thing from Bob Richards. Uh, we, we're going to we're gonna have to work uh, because we have to readjust now for the person sitting in front of us that has this report from Bob Richards at Berkshire Hathaway. And, and it's like, yeah, absolutely. We want you to do your homework. We want you to be fair. And we want to be fair to you. And we want you to be fair to our client or the, the taxpayer. Absolutely. That's great. So to kind of recap, the whole property tax thing. Number one, Utah, comparably speaking, has a much lower property tax rate Correct. than the other states. Yes. Which I think is, uh, is great. If I own a rental property, but it's actually rented more than six months, then I get the same rate as if it's a, a, my primary residence. Mm-hmm. If it's not, I'm going to pay one and a half times more. Correct. Okay. And if I don't like my property tax value, I can actually dispute that and I can call you and you'll help me work through that. Absolutely. Yes. I think that's great. Are there any other words of wisdom you'd like to share with us about property taxes before we head on down the road? Understand that the market in January of 2023, when that assessment is is given, is going to be different come the summer of that year. In any year, it could be higher, it could be lower. And, And so just understand that when you get your tax notice at a certain value, it's probably going to be different. Well, it will be different than what it was the first of the year when it was recently assessed. Excellent. Bob, I want to thank you for 
being with us today. Lots of good advice, especially about property taxes. Property taxes, (laughs) yes. We'll see you again next time when we'll have Bob Richards from Bob Richards and Associates representing Berkshire Hathaway right here in Southern Utah and St. George. You take care, Bob. Thanks, Michael. This has been Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards and Associates. For more information, buyutah.com. We invite you to return again for another edition of Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards and Associates. This has been a production of One to One Network.